Hey everybody, it's meteorologist Joe Martucci here at the Press of Atlantic City. It is time for another Something in the Air podcast. It is a two-time New Jersey Press Association Award winner, so thank you to everybody here throughout the state of New Jersey and beyond for listening. It is the middle of August, and I love summer, but I also have to be cognizant of the reality that fall is slowly approaching, and that means football is slowly approaching, although sometimes it feels like we're rushing through the NFL preseason and training camp just to get to that first kickoff. So for this episode of Something in the Air podcast, we are talking about staying safe in the summer heat during football season here. There are times where high school football practices have to be canceled or postponed, but as we get towards the fall, we all know we get a little more cooler weather, that football weather And things are in full swing here across our high schools in South Jersey. And what better person to have on for this episode than the head football coach of Cedar Creek High School, James Melody here. They were the 2021 South Central Group 3 Regional Champions, the South Group 3 Regional Champion as well. They had an undefeated season last year, and it's only his third season at the helm. So he's a young guy. He's someone who actually we have a lot of connections with. We both grew up in the same town. He went to Montclair State. My dad and my sister went there. So a really good conversation. We talk um, about his best football weather stories. We talk about staying safe in the summer heat. We do football weather fact or fiction. And yes, we do have James's New Jersey map. So we're going to talk about all that and more in this episode of Something in the Air podcast. Listen on it. are here with the man himself james melody from cedar creek high school cedar creek high school's football coach here also a phys ed teacher james thanks for being here today we appreciate it absolutely thanks for having me on joe so my first question for you is not to put you on the spot what is your best football weather story of all time (sighs) there's two of them um that that really come into mind um my first year coaching at mockler state university actually it was uh October of 2011. I know we were going with this. But go ahead. It, was, it, it was it was honestly like a pop-up snowstorm that we were not anticipating having. Uh, it was homecoming. And honestly, we probably got like eight or nine inches of snow. And we were playing Western Connecticut. And I think that they were in New Jersey already, so we could not cancel the game. They were already in the hotel. They weren't, they weren't going to cancel the game. There was probably... 10 or 12 people in the crowd for a homecoming game. That's it. And it was brutal. It was hard. <laughs> like we did not anticipate that happening at, at all. Um, we didn't have snow plows ready to, to get the snow off the turf. So we were legitimately playing in, in eight, nine inches of snow uh, that we weren't anticipating. Um, Luckily, we were playing a team, I think, that we were we were capable of handling, so it didn't really affect our game. I think we ended up winning like 30 nothing or something like that. But in terms of the conditions, I think that that was by far the worst that I've ever been in. And then in 2018, uh, when I was at Union, we were playing in the state semifinal against Union City, actually. 
Now, brief background to Union City. They actually play their football games on the roof of their school. So really? they're, yeah, it's one of the most unique football stadiums in, in America. I'm going to Google map this while you're talking to me about this. Yeah, you got to check it out. It's <laughs> on the roof of the high school. And so it's elevated. And at that time in 2018, we had one of the better quarterbacks in the state. We were throwing the football. We were, you know, we had over 2,000 yards passing. We were, we were rolling at that point. And Union City was more of a wing tee traditional run team. And it was a torrential, torrential downpour. Uh, the wind was swirling like nothing that we've ever seen. And I remember the first pass that our quarterback threw. He was, you know, he's a very good player. He actually starting quarterback at American International College now. The first pass he threw of the game, the ball ended up taking off on him, and it went into the first row of the stands. And that's when we kind of knew, like, we're in a little bit of trouble here today. And uh, we ended up losing that game pretty good. And I think that weather had a huge effect on the outcome of that game because, like I said, we wanted to go in there and throw it 30, 35 times, and Union City did not. And I think, to be honest with you, we might have been the only game on that Friday night that did not cancel um and i think that they didn't cancel that for a reason it's on the, it's on the whole school and i'm pretty sure that they knew what they were doing so that was uh those are the two weather stories that really pop into my mind hey those, those are both great i i see what you're talking about at union city now it, they have yeah. a baseball field on the roof too that that's yeah. a, a what a use of space over there and then the uh the montclair one i actually remember that um because I, I went to Rutgers, so I was at Rutgers, and there was a Rutgers football game that day. And yeah. it was equally, not eight inches, but it was actually flipping back between rain and snow, rain and snow. And then it was all snow. And I've never been more uncomfortable at a football game in my life. You actually had to go to the bathroom and dry your socks out on the heater because it was just a slop. Fest. It was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, so that that that's definitely a day I think uh, a lot of people who are in Jersey and were watching football will remember here. Um, so, James, are, are you a weather fan or is it just something you kind of have to go around with, you know, with, with your job as football coach? It's funny you bring that up because I am. Um, cool. I actually I actually really do enjoy following weather. And, and um, my friends know that uh, my girlfriend knows that, that, that I kind of I, I try to stay on top of the weather as much as possible. Now, I think that obviously me being a football coach um, probably plays a part in that. Um, because I, I do like to stay on top of things in terms of, you know, practice schedules or game conditions and things like that. But um, if you catch me in the winter and stuff like that, I, I like I like looking at snow totals and things like okay. that. I'm on top of the weather stuff. I am. Okay. So what what's your uh, computer model website? Where, where, where are you checking out the models at? Well, the, the, the app on my phone that I use that I believe is one of the better ones around is that AccuWeather app. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so you're using the AccuWeather app. Yeah. That, that, right. that's okay. what I that's what I check out and then I'll check out what other people are saying I, I follow you a lot so I, I I listen to what you're doing so I appreciate that not needed but appreciated I'll, I'll definitely take it uh, and we had quite a bit of snow in uh, January so I'm sure you were a, a happy camper this past January absolutely yeah we did yeah. so uh so you know we uh have similar paths uh we're both from Union uh, not Union City, Union, which is exit 139 to 140, depend 138. I was a 138 guy myself, kind of cut off and zipped my way over to uh, my house. But, uh, you know, I, I was reading an article when you first came to uh, Cedar Creek and you described Union as a city compared to an actual Egg Harbor city here, yeah. um, you know, again, which is technically a city. So how was the transition for you, you know, kind of coming down and being in Atlanta County? 
Um, you know, I know for me, it, it was a kind of a culture shock, but more just like how much room there is, you know, around. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, like you said, I mean, you're from union, everything's kind of bunched together. Um, I mean, here's the deal. The biggest, the biggest change is traffic. You never hit oh, yeah. traffic down. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm a firm believer that, that union New Jersey is the worst traffic town that you're <laughs> ever going to find. And I mean, and like I said, I, I, I worked at union high school. Um, in reality, it should have taken me five minutes, 10 minutes from my parents' house every morning. It took me 25, 30 minutes to get to work. And that's not an exaggeration. So, um, Morris Avenue gets slow. Uh, it, it's morning. wild. Um, yeah. but you know, everything is a little bit slowed down, um, down South in, in, in comparison to what goes on up North. And I think that that was a, a good change of pace for me, sure. um, in terms of that. Uh, but the transition has been great. Um, and I, and I, I do love it down there. I love the people that I work with. Um, I love the kids, the kids at, at Cedar Creek, uh, from Make Harbor City, Mays Landing, Galloway, those kids are not much different than the kids from up in Union. It's honestly the same kind of uh, demographic, same kind of kid that I came from. It's, it, it's a mixed melting pot. So that was something that, that I was used to coming into it. Um, but I think that the biggest difference would be that change of pace. Everything's a little bit slowed down. Um, and, uh, and it was something that I think I needed at that time in my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it also feels a little bit more like a community, I would say. Yeah. You know, Galloway, Harbor City, uh, really anywhere, Atlantic, Cape May County. It, it's been, been great to me. And I know it's been great to you, uh, you know, regional champion, uh, South Group 3 champion. So so things are good uh, over your way here. Um, you know, football is huge in, in Union. I think nationally ranked in the 90s, right, at some yeah. point, um, yeah. you know, and then you come here to Cedar Creek, which has had its own. I, I believe you were only the second head football coach in history, if I'm correct. And then yeah. you started during when COVID started here. So just real quick, like what was that like starting during this global pandemic where not only, you know, do you have to deal with that, but you're new too. you're a fresh face. Yeah. And that was it, it was difficult. Um, I mean, the interview process in itself, you know, when 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 Coach Watson stepped down. Um, and I saw the posting. See, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I wouldn't have applied usually for a job two hours away from where I grew up. Um, but this this kind of school, this kind of community had such a really good name for itself that I wanted to at least throw my name in the hat just to see what we would get back. And, you know, I went on, on two or three interviews. They were all on Zoom, never in person. So you can imagine someone from two hours north interviewing for a job that I do want, but I've never even seen the school. I don't even know where it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, that was difficult. And, you know, before I accepted the job, I, I did take a drive down eventually. And once I saw what the school was all about, that's, that's what made it easy for me to, to say yes. But the COVID year in, in general, I mean, my first five or six or seven meetings, I mean, I got hired in March. I didn't see my yep. kids in person until July, the end of July. Um, but I mean, I had zoom meetings and, you know, it's not the same. Uh, it was never the same, you know, I'm trying to install offense. I had an assistant coach, a young one that would be with the kids sometimes and take videos and, you know, things like that. But like, it was, it was never the same. And, and I think that that was the hardest thing was trying to build relationships with these kids without really seeing them. Um, and then, you know, the COVID protocols on top of that, I mean, I, I, couldn't stand within six feet of them. Um, you know, we couldn't go into a locker room. We couldn't, 
you know, there is no continuity in terms of, of us being together. And for someone coming in new, I think that that's what made it so difficult, but you fought, you, you, you fight through it. Um, and, and you try to make the best of it as, as, as much as possible, but it was very difficult. And I think that the relationship standpoint was the hardest thing, uh, for me, just because I was new, um, you know, other programs, that didn't have a new guy in place during that time did have that advantage just because at least they had familiar faces around. There was no familiar faces, not just for me, but it was something different for them looking at, uh, looking at me. So it was hard. God. Well, have more with head football coach from Cedar Creek, James Melody in a little bit. You're listening to the something in the air podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Something in the Air podcast put on by the Press of Atlantic City. And we couldn't do it without our help from Stockton University, or friends over there. New episodes, the first and third Wednesdays of the month, first Wednesday of the month. We're recapping the month of July, in this case, for the month of August, or any first Wednesday of the month. We're seeing the weather from the month that was with New Jersey State climatologist Dr. Dave Robinson. Third Wednesday of the month, we're bringing in a special guest to talk about Something weather in South Jersey, and being that we are getting into football season, we are here with James Melody, the head football coach at Cedar Creek High School, also their phys ed teacher, here to talk to us about football, the summer heat, fall football weather, the winter. But let's start off with the summer heat here for this segment. Um, you know, one of the things that has gained traction over the past couple of years is the wet bulb globe temperature. And I won't bore everybody with how we get to those numbers, but what it is, it's a measure of heat stress in the direct sunlight. And it takes into account temperature, humidity, wind speed, the strength of the sun, and cloud cover. So, James, are you familiar with this? And how do you use it with your team throughout the season, especially during training camp where we are in, you know, the dog days of summer. Yeah. So I, uh, we are, um, and we, and we use the wet bulb, uh, temp, the whole setup that we have at practice, uh, our, our trainer, uh, Miss Stephanie Marriott, um, is on top of that stuff every single day. Uh, she is out there. So I want to, you know, the, the, the specific numbers and, and, you know, she'll, if she watches this, she'll correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, I do believe that if we go over that 90 mark, we're not practicing. Uh, she, she makes us cut it short. We'll go inside and we'll get working in the weight room if we have to, at that point, um, there is a mark of 86, 87, whatever it may be. And if we hit that mark, if we're in equipment at that time, we take our equipment off, um, and we finish our practice without pads. So there we we like I said we do use that that web bolt. Got it. Yeah, you know, eighty seven. So you said eighty seven. That's a good. Um, that's that's good because I had an example for eighty seven here just to give people an idea of what we're talking about. So that would be you had a temperature ninety five degrees. The dew points a sticky seventy. Winds are about five miles an hour in a mostly sunny sky. So it can happen. It doesn't happen that often here, but it does happen, and that that is a cause for a concern here. Um, how do the kids feel when you're in that, Hey guys, uh, wet bulb globe temperature is 87. 
Well, it's funny because our kids know exactly what the wet bulb is. Oh, they okay. Oh, they, hey, listen, they, I gotta come they, to Cedar Creek. Listen, they they just know that when Miss Steph puts that wet bulb out there, that there's a chance <laughs> practice might be cut short a little bit, or right. practice may be less strenuous at that point. Um, you know, like I said, we'll we'll cut conditioning periods out. Um, if, if, if that number starts hitting that mark, there are things that, that she makes and, and she reminds me, um, at that time, you know, exactly what to do and, and, and how to get it done. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, great. What else are you, uh, paying attention to during, uh, training camp in terms of weather? Um, maybe let's say summertime thunderstorms, for example. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that, that we, that we try to track every day that we're out there. Um, luckily, honestly, we've been pretty pretty lucky um we we work out in the morning monday through thursday i think honestly maybe one rain day this year okay. um in, in in terms of we can't do it i think last week we had a little bit of a drizzle um but we were outside there was no thunder no lightning but if we get that lightning if we get a thunder or, or a lightning you know it's it's 30 minutes off the field until the next one so it's uh that'll take some time if, if that does come in and, and luckily we have good indoor facilities that that we can use, but you know, we, we we're we we stay on top of that stuff. Got it. And then as we get, you know, into September, October, November, um, what are you looking at weather wise? And not just for training camp, but during the games too. Yeah, well, it, it's that's a it, it's a loaded question for me at Cedar Creek, especially, and I'm gonna tell you why we we don't have turf. Um we we have practice fields that, that sometimes don't take rain quite as well as, as maybe some other fields. So sometimes when we get a rain day on a Monday, we might have trouble practice on that field on a Tuesday, just based on, I don't want kids slipping and falling around and twisting an ankle on a bad practice uh, on a, not a bad practice field, but bad practice conditions um, is what I would say. Um, but in, in, in terms of weather um, based on what, you know, we like to do offensively a little bit, at least, um, you know, bad conditions aren't always great for us. I, I, I like to throw the football. Um, and that's, that's something that that's been in my DNA as a coach, um, for a long time. I'm not saying we can't run the ball last year. We had a 1600 yard running back. So I'm not going to sit here and say that we can't <laughs> run the football. Um, but you know, that it, it's definitely something that I always keep my eye on. Um, and I can remember times and times past that if, if we do have rain in the forecast, you know, we'll use wet balls in practice. You know, I'll, I'll bring a Gatorade jug out and we'll throw, we'll dip balls in, into a Gatorade jug and try to get the quarterbacks and the, and the running and the people handling the football acclimated to a wet football um, because you do have to battle the elements. And, you know, like I said before, in previous, you know, you, you battle elements in football. And you, you know, it's very rare that they're going to say, okay, this isn't great conditions to play. You're not going to play. Sometimes teams want you to play in bad conditions. Like I said before, you know, like last year's team, we were an extremely fast team. I'm sure teams wanted us to play on wet fields and, and things like that. So it's definitely something that I constantly keep an eye on in, in what we're doing. Gotcha. Um, you know, especially as we get towards, um, you know, November and the later part of the season, sometimes cold is an issue too. Is, is that something you guys need to work around? Is it like, have you had conditions where it might be, too cold, similar to a wet bulb, uh, wet bulb, low temperature situation, or are you guys doing whatever you need to do to get out there and practice? Do you have any uh, connection with Miss Stephanie uh, for that point as we get into the colder part of the season? We'll talk, but um, 
we we're we're gonna practice in the cold. Yeah, I mean, that's, right, that's fine. That's, Football that's weather. The reality of it. Um, you know, we were blessed last year. We we played till December fifth, December sixth, and we really didn't have that many bad cold days. Um, yeah. You know, it, it. I mean, here and there, the wind. Sometimes when the wind kicks up, that'll be kind of fierce, and and that'll be tough to to battle. But you know, if unless we're under, you know, twenty or fifteen degrees, which we're not going to really get to, I, I I don't think that. I mean, knock on wood. I I, um, I doubt it. I agree with you. Um, then it's not going to come up. You know what I mean? The wind, yeah. like I said, the wind can be a killer sometimes. But sure. Um, the that that kind of weather now. Right. How about, let me ask you this, and I, I'm going to preface by saying I'm not a high school football guru, so if I'm asking the wrong question, I apologize. But do you guys play at Ocean City? We do this year. We play at the Battle of the Beach. Oh, oh you're playing at the Battle of the Beach. So that's the weekend before Labor Day, maybe? Yes, or, uh, like, August 28th. August 28th, so get on down there if, uh, if you're going to be around. Um, you know, that's right on the beach. You literally, the boardwalks across the street. Um, any special preparations for the wind when you're going into Ocean City? No, you know, it's unfortunately last year we were in the bow of the beach and that was when that, that uh, massive flood hit ocean city. Oh, okay. They, yeah. moved our game, they moved our game to Camden Catholic. Um, so we didn't end up playing at ocean city a year ago, but that is something that definitely, and, and we're playing at night. We're, we're playing mm. a Sunday night. So um, I'm curious, you know, I've, I've honestly, I've never, I've never really been there in terms of the wind stuff and, and what's going to be coming off the water. So um, that is something that definitely is in the back of my head. Um, luckily, I have coaches on my staff that have been there and have ha- have experience playing there. So they'll probably keep me at ease. But it's definitely something that that is, you know, in my in my head right now. Okay, gotcha. I think Atlantic City too. I mean, it's not on the beach, but it's right there, surrounded by the bay. So I know that can get a little windy as well here. Um, all right, so I want to do a little bit of uh, football weather fact or fiction for you. If you're game, I'm good. I'm good. To all go. right, cool. All right, so first question I have for you too, and this is from your coaching philosophy here. Um, first question, fact or fiction? You're passing the ball less when it's windy out. Fact. Fact. Okay. Uh, you're passing the ball less when it's snowing out. Fact. Okay. Okay. All right. That's fine. I don't want to give away too many secrets from you. Um, the hotter, the better for passing attacks. I've read yesterday that actually it is better for passing attacks when it's hotter out. Yeah. Better weather. It, fact. Definitely. Okay. So there's no limit. It can be 97 degrees. Still We're throwing it. Throwing it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, does it ever get too cold for football weather? No. No. Okay. All right. And then um, the weather at Cedar Creek is better than the weather in Union. You get more of a breeze at Cedar Creek. Uh, there's You get a little <laughs> bit of that. So I would say better at Cedar Creek. Okay. All right. Better at Cedar Creek. Gotcha. Um, what are you looking forward to uh, team-wise this season uh, as you're defending your title and, and your uh, undefeated season as well? Well, we graduate 22 kids uh, from last year's team. I think 18 of them were starters. So it's a it's, it's a an experienced group, but it's a very talented group. So I'm I'm excited for them just in general for them to get their feet wet and play at the varsity football level now. Um, like I said, though, very talented. They've worked very hard through the off season. We pushed them through a lot, uh, not just in the summer, but from the month starting in in December uh, up until 
this past week when we finished our conditioning and lifting program. So they've been through a lot. They've, they've pushed through it. Um, and, and I'm excited to see them go out and, and, and show it. And like I said, like you said, we have a target on our back now. So, you know, we got, we got our hands full and, you know, our schedule is tough and, and, you know, we play some of the best programs in South Jersey, but we're excited for it more for the challenge. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, what, uh, what game do you have circled on the calendar for this season? What, which one's the big one for you? Uh, I mean, it's, it's so hard just because our, our conference is so loaded right now. And, you know, I, I, I try not to look ahead and, and, and I try to keep my kids grounded in, in saying that. And, and I try to live by that. So honestly, I'm going to answer the question and saying that I'm, I'm excited most for our first game against Edison and, and, and we'll move forward from after that. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I mean, listen, man, I'm a, I'm a big fan of everything that you do. And, and, you know, I think, I think we can all down here in, in South Jersey appreciate the fact that, that you put in the time to, to get us prepared for any of uh, weather situations. And I'm going to continue to follow you and uh, hopefully we can keep this relationship going. You can help me out with sometimes the game, game conditions. Hey, listen, uh, you, you got my number if you need me. And uh, if anybody else, uh, you know, you're interested, uh, I'll be around to a couple of uh, football fields this fall. We do our uh, annual high school football forecast with Mike McGarry, somebody that you know, um, yep. our very own. We uh, will start it up. We might go to Ocean City High School for the uh, Battle by the Beach as we get uh, into late August. And then we circle around the uh, uh, South Jersey as we get into the fall. So I'm sure Cedar Creek uh, will be a stop there. Yeah. Mike makes those decisions. I don't, but I'll put in a word for Cedar Creek this year. Uh, before we wrap up, we got to do our New Jersey map. And James, we are both from Union. And my question to you was last night when we texted were, uh, was, was Union in North or Central Jersey? And you had the right answer, Central Jersey, which I agree. And not only that, you said it was the furthest North town in central jersey which is a hundred percent correct so uh i love it we have the map showing up right now here um fairly similar with that north central kind of like that i-78 corridor is, is yeah. what it looks like you were thinking cuts through union so you go a town further north um you get into Essex county definitely north jersey here's my question for you on the central north thing what, what's elizabeth is that central or north in uh, your mind i think that elizabeth is part of the central jersey okay well, okay. All right. That's fine. I, I, I go with North, but I can, okay. uh, I I'm okay with central there. Um, and then with that, that central South, um, you want to tell us about where you have that central South, uh, in, in your mind here. I think it's the Tom's river line. And, and, but here's the deal. If you asked me this two years ago, it probably would have been a little like, it, it's, it's crazy how, how quickly my life has changed. in terms <laughs> of that. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, two or three years ago, when you talk about South Jersey, you're talking about the Jersey Shore. Now, I like the Jersey Shore is more in that central range for me now. So I think Tom's River is that line right underneath Tom's River and down. I think that that's South Jersey. Now, if you ask my friends at Cedar Creek, they tell you that Tom's River is North Jersey, not even Central mm -hmm. Jersey. They say it's yeah. North Jersey. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's crazy how it changes uh, for for some people. Yeah, I um I I definitely have lowered my central south line uh yeah. since coming here. I actually go down to LBI. I think LBI could even be central because okay. you know, when when you get down to G Galloway, A Harbor City, or once you get to LBI, it's kind of like a little more like that's a little more north. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you too, have you ever seen or heard about that sign along the Cape May Canal that says north and south Jersey? I have not. 
Uh, uh, check it out later. Someone put up a sign that says, once you get north of the Cape May Canal, you're in North Jersey and South's only south of there. So, uh, I don't know who put that sign up or what what uh, what mindset they were in at the time, but there is a sign that does exist. Um, James, well, hey, th this was great. I hope everybody uh, who was listening was able to get a lot about what goes into uh, his mind and minds of many high school football coaches as we get into uh, football season and dealing with the heat here. Uh, best of luck to you this season, and uh, I'll see you around this fall. Thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate everything you guys do. Great. Thanks, James. This is the Something in the Air podcast brought to you by the Press of Atlantic City. We'll be back with you the first Wednesday of September. We're going to recap the month of August with New Jersey State climatologist Dr. Dave Robinson from Rutgers University. Uh, hope everyone's enjoying the last couple of weeks of summer here. We do have our local summer in September, of course, but uh, Labor Day is coming soon. Football weather is coming soon as well. So uh, good luck to all the high school players and coaches out there. We will talk to you just soon. Take care, everybody.